Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Dan Takaki, and I'm joined here with my co-host, partner, fiancé, and the best latka in New York City, Kara Zalaya. That's me, the best latka in the city, baby. Oh, yeah. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it's only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas and Hanukkah are meant to be celebrated. That's right. We love Christmas, and we love Christmas movies, so we're here to talk about some of our favorites and some of our not-so-favorites for no reason other than to have a good time. So, let's get into it. Kara, what are we talking about this week? It's happening, team. I've been talking about this nonstop. We've finally made it. We've made it to Hanukkah. This week, we are taking a look back at our first Hallmark movie of the pod. A momentous occasion. I I can't believe it's taken us four seasons. But here we are. A movie, a revelation, a revolution. Hanukkah on Rye, starring Broadway's own Jeremy Jordan. That's right. From 54 Below. We know him. We love him. Jeremy Jordan as the titular Hanukkah. Or is he the titular Rye Bread? Wow, wow, wow. Who's Who's to to say? say? I have been so, so so excited for this. It's true. But Dan, why don't you go ahead and tell me what you thought that this movie would be about? You know, you have been talking about this movie for so long. So long. I think we both knew that going into it, that it was going to be like a shop around the corner, you've got mail type movie. Of course. Um, So I assumed it would be a situation where there's one small local bakery in New York and then one big time bakery. Oh. I also assumed that Jeremy Jordan would sing in it. Yeah. But he didn't. Not at all. But there was singing in this. A, a true waste. I kind of had some thoughts going into this that it was going to be a Hallmark movie and it'd be very cheesy, be very sweet, very easy to watch. Sure. It was quite an experience though. Quite an experience. And I think we need to talk about how we actually watched this movie with our friend Michael, who mm-hmm. was in town because he was checking out our venue because he's also our day of coordinator for our wedding correct michael has his own podcast for good speed theatricals it's called know the show if you're interested in broadway by all means check it out he's great longtime fan and michael is a theater director and so he was like sure i'll watch it jeremy jordan and boy was he disappointed it was really really an experience for us all it was wonderful and i think that he got a greater appreciation for what we do on this show because it takes a lot to make this show we're really in the trenches here for you folks like i feel like we've grown a little like yeah this is what we do we just watch sometimes questionable holiday movies Uh uh-huh And folks don't understand that we're, like, in it. Yeah, we give you the highlights, but these movies do, they stick with you for longer than you think. A long time. A long time. So, what did I think this movie was going to be about? Tell us. I thought that Jeremy Jordan was in it, and he was going to be a small town boy. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was like, I've got the perfect rye recipe. And then the city slicker New York girl would be like, I've got the perfect laka recipe. And wouldn't you know, they'd meet and they'd hate each other. And then they'd start corresponding and they'd fall in love. But it's Jewish. It is Jewish. They they don't let you forget this is that this is all about the Jewish holiday season. Sure. And- holiday season is also, we'll get into that. <laughs> 
This- yeah. I, disclaimer, neither me nor Dan are Jewish. Right. And so we are not authorities on the Jewish faith. However, I do know that Hanukkah is like a minor Jewish holiday. Right. <laughs> and in this movie, they made it seem like it was a major Jewish holiday, mm-hmm. which it's not. Jumping far ahead, I saw a review for this movie that described this as a waspy version of Hanukkah. Was that the same review that called it Juve Got Mail? Probably. (laughs) I wish that we were creative enough to claim Juve Got Mail. But alas, I didn't really think too hard on what it could be about. I saw Hanukkah on Rye, Hallmark, Jeremy Jordan, and I was in. That's all it takes for me, folks. It's true. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what actually happened in this movie? Absolutely. So as we both have said, this was indeed a shop around the corner situation. Already, I have to interrupt you. Michael did say during our viewing, you know, the shop around the corner framework Mm -hmm. is actually relatively new. Yeah. And he said, the Romans didn't have shop around the corner. (laughs) You know, it's that high art commentary that, you know, Kara was like, oh, should we have Michael guest on the pod? And I said, I don't think we should because I can't be the third most creative, intelligent, <laughs> funny person on this pod. I like to take second as is. There's nothing wrong with bronze, baby. So Jacob, played by Jeremy Jordan, lives in LA with his family who runs the Levin's Bakery. And... His family has asked him to go to New York to finalize an expansion deal for a new bakery. He's also single, and his grandmother, his bubby, has signed him up for a matchmaker service for when he gets to New York. Molly, played by Yale Grobeglis, help runs her family's New York City deli, Gilbert's, which has been a staple of their neighborhood in the Lower East Side for almost a hundred years. They really let you know... Maybe a thousand times. This is supposed to take place on the Lower East Side of New York. And me and Michael, who have lived in New York, were screaming at this lot in Winnipeg. Yeah. You know. And how we're supposed to believe it's the Lower East Side. As I said, what is Winnipeg if not the New York City of Manitoba? (laughs) Anyway, Gilbert's has been in this neighborhood for almost 100 years. And in their time open as a deli, many other delis have come and gone, but they've survived, in part because they seem to have the best latkes in New York City. Mm. Bold claim. Truly bold. Molly's grandmother has also set her up with the same Jewish matchmaker as Jacob, and wouldn't you know it, but they get set up with each other. As part of the matchmaking process, they need to write letters to each other under a pseudonym, and they aren't allowed to use any form of social media or phones or other communication. They, they aren't supposed to meet in person. They're just supposed to send letters back and forth through this, like, messenger system. Also, their pseudonyms were David and Sarah. Yeah, real original names they came up with. <laughs> for this Old Testament. For this Jewish matchmaker. Sure. They begin to fall for each other as pen pals, but in real life, Jacob and Molly are living in the same building and have also begun to like each other. Jacob has not told Molly yet why he's in New York, but he's also been helping her and Gilbert's create more business during the Hanukkah season by hosting events each night, like a make-your-own-donut night, having a Hanukkah singing contest. In Uh, which Jeremy Jordan doesn't sing. No, but Lisa Loeb does. Yeah, why is she here? I don't know. You know, she's got an eight movie contract. You know, it's kind of like Robert Downey Jr. with the Marvel movies. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. She just had to show up. Jacob also has a friend in New York that helps them with their social media, I guess, because she's like, I don't get this social media stuff. 
Which, by the way, if you're a deli in New York and you're looking for a social media person, hit me up. I yeah. will accept latkes as payment. Yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. And then they also have a night where they watch Christmas movies and eat Chinese food on, in the town square, you know, of New York City on the Lower East Side. <laughs> Quiet as a church mouse, that area. <laughs> I love to sit in the streets of New York and watch a film. <laughs> and just eat Chinese food. <laughs> With the smells of disgusting New York City sewer grates in just December. wafting out through the air. While a rat just scuttles by my toes. Mm, you know, romance. You know, I know it's like less impressive to have the best lot because in Winnipeg, right? But why didn't they just set this in Winnipeg? <laughs> well, because there's this whole other storyline about oh, yes, the, you're right. the, the cultural significance of New York City. Mm, yes, mm. you're right. So eventually Jacob learns that he and Molly are matched as part of the matchmaking process. Because again, they live in the same building and they get their mail from the same mailman. <laughs> And from the same doorman. And so he works with the doorman to help communicate more with Molly. And once Molly finds out why Jacob is in New York, they start to get more hostile towards each other. But also, Jacob is now reconsidering opening his deli down the street from Gilbert's because he's gotten to know Molly and her family and doesn't want to hurt their business. Even though it's mentioned many times, they have a completely different business model. Yeah, this idea that in New York City... Like, competing delis would really harm each other's businesses. Really interesting to me. I used to pretty much cafe hop through the Lower East Side. (laughs) Yeah. And to me, it sounds like Gilbert is the reason all these other delis have shut down. Oh, say that. Think about it. Think about it. So, Jacob is ready to tell Molly about being her pen pal, and they're going to go meet in person as pen pals when Jacob's family shows up from LA asking why he has not closed the deal on the property that they're leasing. Mm. Then Jacob learns that his great grandparents actually met and lived in New York for a while and always dreamed of having a bakery there. And this is important because Molly's character is like, why are you guys even coming here? You never even lived in New York. Sure. And Jacob's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that much about my my grandparents or their great-grandparents and and everything. And Molly's whole thing is like, my family came here on Ellis Island, and we've been here ever since. And so... That was a wonderful impression of her, by the way. Thanks. It's like she's in the room. She had a much thicker accent than I did. Which was also a confusing accent. Yeah. The actress is Israeli, Mm -hmm. so there is that. I don't know if that's just a choice that she made or if that's her actual accent. Like, it, it wasn't like she was trying to have a New York accent. Jeremy Jordan does live in new york yeah so i he was just jeremy joining it up yeah this is confusing so when molly finds out that jacob has agreed to open their bakery there their families get into a very short turf war resulting in a latka cook-off where they decide that the winner of this cook-off gets to have their bakery open in new york and the other one has to get out of there but at the end of it they realize that they have the same recipes because their great grandmothers came to ellis island on the same boat and shared recipes with one another. And then the families then reconcile, and Molly and Jacob realize that they should be together, despite Jacob not telling Molly about the matchmaker thing right away. And they decide to combine their businesses and open up a brand new bakery honoring their great-grandmothers. The end. That's the film, ladies and gents. That's the film. It's It's the shop around the corner, but with a little twist. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It is. Why don't we get into some notes... And we'll talk about some other things that happened in the movie. So why don't you get us started on that? So here are some notes that I have about this film. I need to talk about the editing of this movie. It's really, really good. I I don't want to come down too hard on my potential employer, the Hallmark Channel. It's true. We did pitch a Hallmark podcast for Christmas movie back in season one, if I remember correctly. And at this point, I'm like 
ready to write and direct a Hallmark film. Yeah. I have ideas. I have thoughts. I think that I could do it. It seems relatively easy. Well, yeah. And I'll get into this in the fun facts about this film because there's not a lot of them. So I turned it into a little bit of a a mixed bag of also some facts about the Hallmark Channel generally. Yeah. I think that if I was given the budget and I was hired on to go to the sets, I could direct a Hallmark movie. And the reason that I say this is that at a crucial point in this film, you know when actors talk to one another (laughs) in films? You know, you know that famous thing called dialogue? Yeah. And like usually we'll have both actors in frame when they are talking to each other. Yeah. Even if we're looking at like the back of Jeremy Jordan's head while we're looking at her facial expressions. Or if we cut in, we can sort of like and just see one face, we can tell that they're in the same room. Mm. There is a, I want to say it was like a five to six minute long moment where they were talking to each other and it kept fully cutting as if they were in a separate set with Molly being in the middle of the frame with a completely different cityscape in her background. Mm -hmm. And then it would just jump cut to Jeremy Jordan in the middle of a frame with a completely different cityscape in the background. Yeah, well, the thing that was crazy is that they were outside for this scene. They clearly were not acting off of each other. No, but the thing is, too, I some stuff that I saw is they talked a lot about shooting on location in Winnipeg. And so, like, they had to have been there. I don't know why that was the choice then that they made. I don't know either. So strange. Also, like... I want to jump in here for a second. You know, you're talking a lot about the camera work, the shots in this movie. Sure. But it's important to mention, you know, you may have seen this on our Instagram story as we were watching this, (laughs) but one of the most crucial elements of this movie, you have Jacob, you have Molly, and then you have the third character, which often is New York City, but this time it was... Food. The food. The food is featured a lot during a lot of scenes, but it's also featured a lot between the scenes. Yeah, I couldn't believe we screamed. And this happened a dozen times. It happened a dozen times. And you know how sometimes in TV shows or in low budget movies, there's like screen wipes or like star wipes or circle wipes or like there's like a cutesy like, oh, a circle closes in on the actors as they're about to kiss and sure. end. This was like what what I've been calling the deli cut. The deli cut. The deli wipe. The deli wipe. And it was like in an old Batman cartoon where it would like zoom in and out at you. It'd be like, but it was just like a Reuben. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like a Batman zoom in into a Reuben. But like at any moment you thought it was going to be like this week only at Burger King, you can get a two for one Whopper meal. Yeah. And it was one of those things, too, where it was like. Sometimes it would cut to transition to a new location, but a couple of times it was just like in the middle of a scene, like it was cutting to a commercial about like a tense moment. Like there was a moment where the two grandmothers were sitting outside of the office of the matchmaker and they were arguing, talking about their delis and all this stuff. And it like just like deli jump scare. And then they continued their conversation. And so this is like one of those situations where this movie had commercial breaks built into it for viewing it on the hallmark channel sure but we did not watch those commercials we just saw the deli wipe yeah i also just want to flag that 
Jeremy Jordan wasn't good in this. No. I think I've only seen him in the last five years. I can't think of another film that I've seen him in other than that. Mm -hmm. And so I was just expecting a little more. Usually theater actors of his caliber usually translate on film better. And it wasn't there. Yeah, this is not his first Hallmark film either. No, I did know that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think that's just like the style of the Hallmark film is that it's yeah, I mean, just, I guess you don't want it to be too good, right? Yeah, I don't think they're supposed to be. And I want to say, too, we had an absolute riot watching this movie. Oh, yes, we really did. It was it was so entertaining to watch. And I recommend that you watch this film with someone who will not expect it to be as bad as you know it will be. Yeah. Because that's what we did, and it was incredible. I do think this is probably going to open open a well of Hallmark movies for us to get into. And let me get into that lore a little bit, because I think I may have said this in season one, but originally when I thought of this podcast in its first iteration, mm-hmm. like almost a decade ago, it was like 2016, Yeah, I was thinking about it with Friend of the Pod, my friend Jenny, and I was like, I want to make a Hallmark Christmas movie podcast yeah and she watched or at least used to watch a lot of hallmark films and i was like and it'll be you as someone who watches and loves hallmark films and me as like the skeptic and then i googled it and those podcasts already exist not there's that that would have stopped so many me. of them yeah not that that would have stopped me because there's room for all of us yeah and i'm really excited about at least adding one hallmark movie every year yeah i think that's a healthy amount a healthy i don't think too. we can get more than that in there well, I think that now that we're sort of closing the chapter of Netflix films, because we've seen so many of them, Mm -hmm. maybe we can make a little room for Hallmark. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll leave you wanting more. Next season, I'm going to have a heavier hand in the programming, and it's going to be chaotic. That's true. That's it for my notes. How about you? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I took away from this is that She Loves Me, the You've Got Mail, the Shop Around the Corner... That type of story is getting harder and harder to tell as technology advances. Oh, say that, yes. You know, because like the whole matchmaker thing was like, you're not allowed to text. You're not allowed to look each other up on social media. You have to use pseudonyms. And like, you have to essentially suspend a little bit of real world life. Well, and in You've Got Mail, which came out in the late 90s, Mm -hmm. one of the big things is that all she has is a screen name. But now, as someone who dated online for a while, the first thing I Google is someone's screen name. And I'm like, Reddit, screen name. Yeah. Like, Twitter account, screen name. Like, I will look up everything and read everything that you post under that screen name. Right. And there's not, like, classified ads anymore for, like, oh, single woman looking for... I mean, there are, but... Right. But it's not anonymous. I want a Craigslist misconnection you've got mail. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's probably going to be the next one, right? Yeah, but I want it to be freaky deaky. I well it's probably gonna be let's be real yeah that's the bad santa i want oh wow she falls in love with the santa at the mall and writes it about it in the craigslist wow i know hallmark here we go we got it what's it called it's called craig's list (laughs) it's the santa's name craig We don't, we don't know. He's checking it twice. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, you do have the same jingle for every segment. It's interesting. I've written one jingle and it's a hit, you know? Yeah, why change? Why change? It's going to be called... <laughs> Phonetically spelled out... I'm loving it. I'm 
Shit, that is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty close. I don't know. I thought this was probably the worst version of this story that we've seen. Having watched the original Shop Around the Corner this season for this podcast. Yeah, it's pretty rough. You know, it wasn't very good. And it was an hour and a half, and they really stretched it into being an hour and a half. They it was covered an hour and 25 minutes. Rounding up. My apologies. But they covered each night of Hanukkah. And like it was like just like a different event that Jeremy Jordan suggested each night of Hanukkah. Well, you talked about Eight Crazy Nights, which I've never seen. Oh, Eight Crazy Nights is totally different. It's a totally different vibe. Is it like Bad Santa? No, I actually think it's better than Bad Santa. Is that Adam Sandler? It is, but it's animated. Yeah, it's an animated movie. Huh. I... I will say, I don't like Adam Sandler. It's tough. I do. I know, I know, I know. I just... Adam Sandler's straight culture. Well, my love... (laughs) I hate to tell you this. I'm sorry to say. Oh, look. <laughs> anyway, that's that's kind of all I had. I I think this was a, a a weird movie, and it was an interesting movie for this to be the first Hallmark movie that we've really sat down and watched because it was not a Christmas Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you get into your fun facts about this movie? What did what did we learn about this movie and about the Hallmark Channel? Da-da-da-da-da-da. It's time for your fun facts. Okay. So this movie makes several references to the musical Fiddler on the Roof. It does. Which was written by Joseph Stein, Jerry Bach, and Sheldon Harnick. Bach and Harnick also wrote She Loves Me. Oh. With Joe Masteroff. What a coincidence. She Loves Me is based on Miklos Laszlo's 1937 play Perfumery, which you can hear all about in our Shop Around the Corner. I believe it was the second episode of this season. Correct. So Julie Sherman Wolf, who is the screenwriter of this film, uh-huh. is Jewish herself. Okay. And so is the actor Yale Groblas and Jeremy Jordan is half Jewish. So they went for authenticity here. Yeah. There was no doubt that everyone involved in this movie was well... Jewish. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I knew that going into it. I'm not saying that it was good (laughs) or accurate, but I'm just saying most everyone involved with it was Jewish. Sure, of the main players. Sure, 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 sure. I think that folks who are Jewish have given us more in the world of cinema than... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, babe, you can say this is a shit movie. (laughs) How dare you? Everything that the Hallmark Corporation produces is interesting and something that adds to the conversation they're not giving us money yet yeah or ever Don't. this is a bad movie it's a bad movie <laughs> you could say a lot of the acting in the movie was really bad i think you need to cheer up a little so let's talk about my corporate overlord the hallmark channel i'm fascinated by the hallmark channel i don't have it I think I've seen maybe three Hallmark movies in my life. Uh-huh. One of them I saw with you in the middle of October in a very haunted hotel that we stayed in in Orlando before a wedding. That we got locked out of one night. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> like the whole hotel we got locked out of. So we were the only people staying in the hotel. Yeah, it was weird. We had to, it was a whole We've night. definitely talked about this before. I think we've talked about this before. Anyway, let's talk about the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. So the Hallmark Channel, people know it for like, it's cuckoo christmas movies Mm -hmm. but every year the entire channel has nine seasons its annual schedule begins with new year's movies which is a whole genre of films that i did not know existed what except for new year's day starring who leah michelle keep going what are the other seasons so it goes from new year's and then adventures into spring valentine's 
the countdown to summer, summer itself, there's an entire block dedicated to June weddings. Sure. Then, naturally, there's Christmas in July, followed by autumn movies before the countdown to Christmas begins in October. Countdown to Christmas is Christmas. It starts in October. I see. It's, that's what their Christmas is called. Okay. But it's all of Q4, basically. Sure. <laughs> Q1 if you're the government. Well, sure. I don't think Hallmark is. No, probably not. But that's so interesting that they have a countdown to summer, summer. June Christmas, weddings. June weddings and Christmas <laughs> in July. Because you would think they could just envelop all of those into summer. I love June weddings. I'm fascinated by June weddings. Also, I want to see, as people who are getting married New Year's Eve, I think we need to watch a New Year's movie. Maybe. Maybe we'll do that January 1st, after every all our loved ones are still in our town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, maybe. <laughs> Hallmark also has two sister channels, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries and Hallmark Drama. Okay. And th- th- that sort of like rounds out the portfolio of hallmark sure and all of these can be watched on amazon prime i will say we have to pay like nine dollars for this movie okay first of all we paid 7.99 because we did not pay for the hd version of this movie right and i actually think we watched this on youtube i think we bought it on youtube not amazon i'm sure that at home you're wondering how exactly did a greeting card company come to produce over a hundred movies every year every year every year oh god we could definitely get one in there I'm telling you, I think I can direct a Hallmark movie. I've got a couple of new ambitions because I'm in my um, in my personal development journey. I've like reached my Maslow hierarchy of needs where I feel really comfortable in my career, in my life, and in my loved ones. And so I'm like really trying to achieve that sort of like top tier level of like recognition. Mm, And we were just talking about this before recording. I'm just sort of like, first of all, I'm obsessed with the television program, The Circle, and -hmm. I think I should be on it. Yeah. I'd be great at it. Everyone, if you don't watch The Circle on Netflix, now that's quality programming. It's, Everyone should watch it's it. It's really one of the most riveting uh, reality TV shows. And it's like, it's so harmless. It's so good. Recommend 10 out of 10. And my other weird goal besides being on The Circle is that I think I can direct a Hallmark holiday movie. Yeah. I think it can happen. I think that ChatGPT can write the script and I can direct. The thing about how this empire of the Hallmark films has come to be is that if you watch even just a few of these, you'll uh-huh. notice that the same actors, the same extras, the same sets are kind of used over and over and over again. Right. And behind the scenes of this entire empire, there's like a self-contained sub-industry of this sort of filmmaking world where this recurring cast and crew describe each other as family. Well, it's like in Violent Night, you were saying there was yeah. like 16 people that have all been in like a dozen different Christmas movies. Yes. So I'm sure they're on the rotation. Yes. The main Hallmark Channel currently stands as the number two most watched cable entertainment network of 2023, with its average total day audience ranking just behind HGTV and ahead of longtime powerhouses such as TNT, Food Network, and USA, according to the Nielsen ratings. I wonder how the, like, waiting area of hospitals and urgent cares that have these channels on loop all day plays into those i would love to know because i feel like hotels often like have you started on the hallmark channel which is how we ended up watching that it's just like how time magazine is exclusively read 
I, I feel like the Hallmark Channel, again, this is just like... In hospital waiting rooms. But I feel like the Hallmark Channel is probably like one of those channels where the only thing that they have advertised on their channel is other Hallmark stuff. Oh, it feels like it's got, you know, and I will get into that okay. a little bit. Um, actually, I'll jump right into that. So I was on the Hallmark Channel website. And if you go into Hallmark Channel website right now, at the very top, there is, you go to hallmarkchannel.com slash Hanukkah on Rye. At the very top, yeah. there's a little bar and it says Hallmark Channel. You can click on that. Then it says Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Then it says Hallmark Drama. Then it says Hallmark Movies Now. Then it says Hallmark TV. And then it says Hallmark Channel Wines. Well, now that's interesting. They have an entire website and several lines of wines. Mm. So shipping, there's a wine club. There's their best sellers. They all have the same sort of like, I'm going to call it wedding invitation script. Sure. They have they have an entire rosé seltzer whose brand name is Cheers. I mean, it's easy and convenient. Huh. My best friend and I plan to watch a holiday movie every weekend with our Hallmark wines. That, that is a quote on their website coming from Jennifer, no last name. Wow. And there's another box that says, easy ordering experience. Quote, looking forward to receiving this wine to watch with Hallmark Christmas movies. Easy order experience. And quote, Nancy. Well, I'm glad it's an easy ordering experience. That's that's really beneficial to them. This is listed all under what our customers have to say. Good. And then it's quick, easy, and lovely. Huh. I'm reading one here. It says, this wine tastes like fireball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing reporting here. Quote, love Hallmark everything. It's my happy place. End quote, Sally. So Jennifer, Nancy, and Sally are out here buying Hallmark wines. There's a Hallmark wine called The Perfect Pairing, which is from The Perfect Pairing film. Wow. Branding. This sweet desert wine. Sorry. This sweet dessert wine <laughs> was inspired by the Hallmark Channel original movie, The Perfect Pairing, which tells the story of a passionate vintner. I don't know anything about wine. I'm sorry, everyone. A visiting wine critic and the happy accident that brings them together. It was their daughter. Here, no, I was going to say, the accident is they mix the two wines together. Oh, to make a, a, a subtle rosé. A subtle rosé. So Hallmark is out here hustling and bustling. Look, I'll just say it. A24 does not have a wine selection. Now, if A24 wanted to get on the horn with me. Yeah. I don't have that skill set. So that was my deep dive into the Hallmark Channel, and that was my fun facts. Da 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 da. Well, you know, I can't wait to learn more about the Hallmark Channel in the future. Yeah, as an insider, I can't wait. Guys, call me, please. It's like the Masons. You 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 don't get Fuck, to really. I'd give anything. <laughs> you don't really get to learn their secrets until you're inside. Guys, if I become a director of the Hallmark Channel, like I'm gonna. This, I keep bringing him up on the pod, but I'm gonna be like. Travis Kelsey levels of manifesting. Wow. Yeah. Call me Hallmark. Why don't you just call Hallmark up? (laughs) Why don't you just call Taylor up? (laughs) Alrighty, folks. As we do every episode, Kara here to interrupt you in a natural cut to say, why don't you go ahead and shoot us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts? We have been charting for the last week or so for reasons we don't understand, but we're going to keep riding that ratings game. Shoot us a comment. Shoot us a review. Listen to all of our episodes on loop. Tell your best friend, hey, you in the holiday spirit? (laughs) I know a way to get you there. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So, out of 12 days of Christmas, how would you rate Hanukkah on Rye? 
the more I thought about it, the, the more you loved it, the lower my ratings. No, went. no, 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 no. You're wrong. Try again. <laughs> this is a negotiation now. <laughs> Every rating I gave this movie in my head, I said, no, no, no. That's way too high. No. How dare you? I'm going to give Hanukkah on Rye four column Nine. birds. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> You're right. No, I agree. No. Four column birds. <laughs> Sorry, there's, there, there seems to be like a little mouse interrupting me. A little German mouse. <laughs> Just disagreeing with me. Nine! <laughs> you know, we're going to go after the fourth night of Hanukkah. Okay. I think they made donuts on that night during the movie. You're just guessing. Yeah, I am. But I'm giving it four <laughs> calling birds. This movie was not good. Why would you say that? Well, because we've watched Shop Around the Corner this year, and that was like a full movie. This yeah. was like three quarters of a movie. <laughs> There was no like best friend character. They neither that's of these true. character had. That's true. I that's a fair criticism. <laughs> neither that's of them fair. had friends. It well, was, yeah. Who would be friends with those insufferable human beings? Well, there was at one point literally all, their only friends. I bet they're only children because their only friends are their parents. Sorry, only children. God bless you. There's one point where Jacob has a friend that shows up and he's like, "Let me help you with your social media," but that doesn't go anywhere. I think like the third build person in this movie is lisa loeb who is in the movie <laughs> for like two minutes and she sings a song that she wrote an original hanukkah song and then she walks away with a giant basket of latkes honestly the dream what do you want to rate this what are you what are you giving this movie i'm gonna give this movie nine ladies dancing for the nine candles on the menorah wow because there's eight candles and then there's the middle candle nine and the thing is, is you gave actually nine ladies dancing. You didn't give them like, oh, I'm just going to think of nine and then like whatever no, pops in my it, head. because I respect. Nine okay. ladies now dancing. Now let me tell you why. Here are my nine reasons why this film is good. Number Great. one, the deli wipe. Number two, Winnipeg. Number three, fake New York City. Always a highlight for me. Number four, I like I like trope from Shop Around the Corner. I dig it. I'm into it. Number five, first Hallmark movie, so novelty is there. Number six, Jeremy Jordan. He wasn't good in this, but generally I like him. Number seven, I really enjoyed the fact that there was no effort made in the cinematography. I thought that was novel. Why try? I, I agree with that. Why try? Capitalism is a drug. Everything's a fallacy. Time isn't real. So why try? Number eight, Eight Nights of Hanukkah. Sure love that. Number nine, this is my ninth reason. Thank you very much. Wow. Two more things that I want to point out that we didn't talk about that make my <laughs> make my ratings as such. You know, we've talked about the trope of the mystical character in the movie. Mm. This one had two of them. Oh, yeah. There was the mystical black man doorman. Yeah, that was a little... And there was the good. mystical Jewish woman matchmaker who didn't say a word, but she just judged the latka contest. Yeah, mystical characters are problematic. The, it's specifically the mystical racial minority character. Yeah, and I don't love that. They barely had any lines, if any, and uh, didn't care for it. And I'm pretty sure every Netflix and Hallmark movie of this caliber has them. That's true. So it's not just the, the this movie problem. No, but it's still a problem. No, agree. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We are only 17 days away from Christmas, and we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. So please share this on your Instagram, on your Twitter, on your threads, on your Reddits, on your church bulletin board, on your... Your WhatsApps and your TikToks. WhatsApps and your TikToks with all of your friends and anyone you know and any strangers. If they aren't already listening or if they are, tell them again. Like, hey, listen to, to Karen Dan. We love them. Join us next week as we finish out another Netflix Christmas trilogy 
in my opinion, the best Netflix Christmas trilogy, A Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby. <laughs> this movie was a barrel of laughs. We had a great time. It was also very bad. And as we say every episode, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and Happy, Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah.